What's going on, everybody? Uh, how's it going? We got a lot to talk about in Star Wars. Welcome to Going Rogue, my weekly Star Wars stream. It's on a new time today. Um, it's going to be going Tuesdays now instead of Thursday. I uh, realized that going up against Riley round, Riley's Roundtable every Thursday was kind of a bad move on my part. Didn't do a whole lot of research, and I, I um, did did my due diligence, looked at the schedules for all the people streaming, um, especially people in Shmodan, because a lot of my, my audience, I'm guessing, is coming from the Shmodan community. Um, that uh, decided to go Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. now. So Tuesday nights, 8 p.m., join me live on Going Rogue. Um, just to, 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 to sort of like uh, look at the schedule and things like that. So Tuesdays at 8, um, I'll be doing this stream live. But if you want to catch this on replay, it won't be going live on replay until Thursday. So catch it live on Tuesday, and if you want to watch on replay, you gotta wait till Thursday. So it's a little bit of exclusive people that are coming in live. You get a little bit of a leg up on people that want to rewatch it. You can't just rewatch it immediately after the stream goes ends. You gotta wait till Thursday. And also, this this um, show will be going um, starting this week. It'll be dropping on the Beyond the Schmodown feed in audio form on in podcast. So if you you just want to listen to it in audio, you can do that that um, on the Beyond the Schmodown podcast feed. It'll have uh, it'll have its own episodes, and that will also be dropping on Thursdays as well. So live on Tuesdays, you can watch it on replay on YouTube on Thursdays or go to the Beyond the Show on um, podcast stream um, wherever you find uh, your podcasts anyways. So um, yeah, just to, to reiterate uh, why I'm doing this live stream um, that uh, I, I'm doing this because obviously I want more Star Wars content on the channel um, and more um, just because I, I love Star Wars and just to get videos out every week was kind of hard for me um schedule wise because working full-time right um, being a, a stay-at-home work from home dad i should say um it just it wasn't feasible for me at this point because it takes a long time to shoot edit and then post these videos do the thumbnails and do all that and do that weekly it just wasn't working for me hopefully this live stream will help alleviate some of that get more star wars content on the channel which i've been dying to do more of i'm still gonna be doing those those small little videos essays um like that you know just because i still like doing those so if i have like a topic that i want to get get out um probably on the weekend and i don't want to wait till the, till the live stream to talk about it i'm gonna put up videos like that i'm still working on the um, star wars battle tactics i was really happy how the first one turned out i'm still working on the second one it's just that those are gonna be really sporadic and the the, the time difference between those episodes will be very really big because a lot of production goes into those so um, another reason why I wanted to do this stream was to um, sort of fill in that gap of um, positive positivity and celebrating Star Wars. And the biggest inspiration for that was um, Force Center with Ken and, and uh, um, Joseph Scrimshaw. Ken Knopstock and Joseph Scrimshaw listen to their podcast all the time. Do, they have a weekly podcast celebrating Star Wars, as they say. Get a positive look um, uh, on Star Wars. Because the fandom can be really overwhelming now, especially because the... the fandom is really divided right now so um, i want this to be a place where you can celebrate star wars you might we all have our own opinions about the new movies and all the, we all have different entry points into star wars i want to i want this to be a place where you can speak freely uh, about your opinions so um this is a place where we'll be have healthy discussions about star wars and uh, positive is probably not the the way word i'm looking for more of like a like a safe like um What's the word I'm searching for? I had it in my head and it just fell out. Uh, 
just a, a safe place so you can talk about Star Wars. If and if um, you jump into this this chat room and you start just attacking people for their opinions, being negative, I'm gonna throw you out the airlock, so to speak, and you're not gonna be able to talk talk and comment um, on the stream. So um, let's see. Jack of the Hut, hi, how you doing, man? I think you're the only one in here right now. Um, but yeah, spread the word uh, for, for those of you that are in the chat right now. Go ahead and spread the word. I want to get more people in. Last week was was kind of a train wreck. It's like this whole big thing that happened with you know the Schmodown and uh, the Finstock exchange and and Riley just had uh, um, Tom Dagnino on the show and everyone went to flocking to him because the week before I had a pretty good stream going. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna keep to this Thursday thing and you know grab the. Story fans from Riley's show and obviously that didn't happen so hopefully we have a, a better run this, this time around um, but yeah so if you want to go ahead and shoot um, your questions at me go ahead and do, do so in the chat I also have streamlabs up for those who were asking for streamlabs last time I streamed so that's uh, streamlabs.com uh, streamlabs forward slash um, videos by Andrew one I'm looking to get that changed uh, I don't like that that URL it, 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 I, mean, I just don't know what I'm going to um, change it to yet so um so yeah, that's that, that's the story behind this stream. Just want to get more Star Wars content, have a place to, to have people celebrate Star Wars and talk about Star Wars in any way and about being afraid of being attacked by fans. So that's so for for this stream, um, what we're gonna be talking. There's plenty to talk about um, the, the stuff that happened in Star Wars, Clone Wars just debuted. There's the whole thing that just dropped three hours ago, I believe, just hours ago. News dropped with the situation with Bob Iger and also the stuff of uh, Project Luminous and the High Republic. Gonna be talking about that, but I want to first start off the show with uh, talking about. Uh, Clone Wars debut of season seven. Um, the episode's called Bad Batch, and I really enjoyed this episode. Um, and really quick, I have to plug our Patreon. Uh, if you're at the five dollar tier for patrons, uh, the commentary video for this episode of Clone Wars will be dropping tomorrow. Um, so if you're a squadron officer and, and at the five dollar tier, you'll be getting access to that video. Um, and I'll be doing that throughout the rest of the season when Mandalorian season two drops. I'll be doing that as well, and then also um, other shows with the uh, Marvel. Uh, cinematic universe testing dropping with that i'll be doing those as well so if you want access to the video commentary for this first episode of uh the clone wars uh the bad uh bad batch um go ahead and and uh you know become a member of the squadron and donate to our uh our patreon but really like this episode uh there's almost no jedi presence in this episode which i really like i like what what the one thing that clone wars really gives us is this look at uh, at the clone troopers that the movies really don't give us. We have that sort of friend, friendly banter with Obi-Wan and Cody and Revenge of the Sith, but that's pretty much it. But um, getting this look at the clones with Rex and Cody and just seeing how like they're like a brotherhood and uh, and like how um, fallen troopers that they've gotten to know over the over the course of this war really affects them. And I really like that look um, into that with, with this episode of him like talking about echoes and fives and 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 the people those members of the arc troopers that that we came that we came to love and um just and I, i'm not gonna go over a synopsis of this episode if you if you're a disney plus subscriber um you obviously watch the episode hopefully uh but you know uh and and, and as far as people in europe i don't think they've gotten this disney plus yet so I, i'm trying to i'm not gonna try to spoil the episode but um it's not searching from youtube i had to go through through twitter that's weird uh -huh. I wonder why. Let me see. Oh, that's why it's on. Thank you very much for 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 that. Boom. There it goes. Thank you. Growing pains. I, I didn't make the the thing public, so hopefully that gets more people in here. Thank you for that. 
but yeah, back to the episode. So I'm not gonna try to spoil anything um, about um, the episode. I'm just gonna go over my thoughts about it. And yeah, I like this look at the Clone Wars, uh, the clones, the hell. How, it just it just gets you back, uh, more deep look at the clones and what they're what they're up to, and um, yeah. So, uh, oh, lost my train of thought. Wow, but yeah, you know, you get a deep look at the clones, and, and something that you've seen throughout the, the the series is that yeah, they're clones of Jango Fett, and they take their they take somewhat of the, their independence out of their genetic code, but they're still very unique in their own s sort of ways. Rex is this real, this real like awesome tactician. Hey, Haskell, good to see you. Good to see you, yeah. Um, <laughs> th thank you again to, uh, to uh, thank you again to Jock of the Hutt for noticing. I didn't have this stream live, it was unlisted, I was so stupid. Thank you, thank you to Jock of the Hutt for, for that. Uh, Danny, good to see you in, in, the, uh, um, in the chat there. Um, I'm hoping, hopefully I'm getting a lot more people um, into this already at five viewers, that's so, oh my God, I, I'm, I feel so, so dumb not making it live that's you know uh growing pains just growing pains but back to um talking about the clone wars so yeah i, I like this look at the clones and that they're more unique than you you would think and i'm really excited to see where these stories go because we know cody follows order 66 and from watching rebels you know that rex doesn't so far and if you've read the ahsoka novel you know you get a little bit of story where uh, Rex was during Order 66 and where he ends up and how him and Ahsoka go go through all that. But um, I'm really curious to see it play out during animation. And the animation in, in, in the Clone Wars right now is so good. And Filoni talks this, about this so much. I think it was with his interview with uh, Entertainment Weekly that he said that the way that he's approaching this series now is like he has so much more... Um, he has so much more to, to do now. Like, he has more freedom to do what he wants now because before, with the technology and the budget, it just wasn't there. He couldn't do as much as he wanted to when the Clone Wars first started. Now that everybody's in love with Clone Wars and they love seeing it back and that he has more freedom to do what he wants. And there's one apparent shot in this episode as they go into the, this command center. I'm, I'm not trying to spoil the episode for those who haven't seen it yet, but there's one sweeping shot that falls uh, this Bad Batch into the into the command center and it looks really, really, really cool. And it's just, I think it's a matter of time before Filoni um, gets his hands on a live action He's already directed episodes of The Mandalorian, which I those are some of my favorite favorite episodes. But I, I'm waiting for Flo to get his own movie. Hopefully, with this new High Republic stuff, he'll he'll get get a shot at it. But um, for as far as uh, um, the episode as well, as far as the Bat Batch goes, I I, I got um a real like I'm a uh, I'm a big Meteor Solid fan. I've played all the video games. I got a, a really big like um what's the name the special operations foxhound out of the bad batch because they all have their own little specialties and the second hunter takes off his helmet he has the bandana and the long hair like solid snake i'm like this is exactly like metal gear solid the mission is, is straight out of metal gear solid where there is this it's not like going in guns a blazing or anything but it's um uh it's just like it's you it's like this secret like spy mission and something goes wrong that they're just it's like straight out of Mary girl salt solid so i got a real like mgs feel out of uh out of this episode with the bad batch and like um there's four of them there's hunter who's the leader uh um was it uh wrecker who's the muscle of the group you have uh 
tech who who's who by his name he's like the the the, the tech guy and then who is my, my favorite is crosshair is a sniper i'm i'm all about snipers in in uh in, in anything like give me a good sniper that's, that's the character i'll immediately grab onto and uh in in video games mom demi's in the chat go ahead and ask her about how we play videos on the regular i try my best to do snipers but i can't i can't play snipers as, as well as some of our other friends and like the way that uh that uh, crosshairs shoots in this in this episode. It's like, God, I wish I could play a sniper like that in an FPS video game. But yeah, uh, overall thoughts on this episode. It was really cool. There's a, a twist that a certain character might be coming back that we we would have thought was was dead in previous episodes. And I think oh, um, overall, it, this episode is all about clones and um and oh and uh, the, the inviting in this one because uh, the clones in the bad batch are their the special for their um uh what are they clone clone uh clone force um uh 99 which is uh is named for that um the the maintenance clone on on um camino that died he's a uh, clone 99 so that i, I think that's a, a great callback if you pay attention to the show and and i love that they butt heads because like, i think uh the bad batches they're more independent than their um what they call the regs or the rags, the rags, uh, the regular clones. So I like just them the butting hands and, and like butting egos. Um, and that, that's something I really enjoyed at, at this episode. So overall, great, great start for, for Clone Wars. I really want to see more of the Bad Batch in upcoming episodes. And from what the next episode is titled, I think we're going to get more of them. And I'm really curious to see where they end up in Order 66 and how they end up. Because I, and if they come out later and they have like a, a sh, like a, um, like a, a short-lived comic book series or a novel about the Bad Batch, I'm, I'm going to eat that up because I, I really liked this episode and I really liked that crew. I want to see more of them. So that's my thoughts on um, the first episode of Season 7 of Clone Wars, uh, titled Bad Batched. Again, if you want to see my commentary on this episode, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Andrew and Nikki, N-I-C-K-I, link is right there. Um, $5 tier gets you access to that video commentary. I'm going to be doing that throughout the whole season of Clone Wars and, uh, of course, Mandalorian and other Disney Plus episodes, uh, streaming uh, TV shows down the line. So, um... Hell yeah, MGS Demi. So go ahead and fire uh, questions at me. Go, those in chat. Make sure you tag videos by Andrew in it because I don't. Know, I don't want to like um, splitting my attention to see if you guys are either talking to each other or you want to actually ask me a question. Tag videos by Andrew in it so I can. If so, it's an actual question you want to ask me. And also, if you feel so generous, we have our Streamlabs up there because it, it was actually requested last time I was streaming. I set that up. Sorry, my nose is itching me to death. Um, but yeah, that's streamlabs.com forward slash uh, videos by Andrew one. Gonna change that URL. Hate that URL, but gonna get that changed. But um, yeah, I want to go ahead and get into our next sort of main topic. But like this um, true Star Wars fashion, um, I had I was just gonna talk about Clone Wars and uh, the High Republic in in this stream, and true true Star Wars fashion news dropped just out of nowhere. And I think it was a couple hour hours ago that um, it was announced that Bob Iger will. Uh, effective immediately is stepping down as CEO of uh, Disney, and this and some new guy who's also named Bob. I can't I can't remember what his last name is, but he will be um, effective immediately. Apparently, from what I read, that he uh, I think Vanity um, reported on this that um, this new guy will be taking over as CEO, but Bob Iger will be staying on as chairman and, and to see the, see out the rest of his contract that which is I think I believe it's December twenty of next year twenty twenty one. I could be wrong, but I'm gonna go back and, and read that, but that just that that just um came out of nowhere and um you can't argue of what um 
Bob Iker has done for Disney and for Star Wars. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to Star Wars because, um, you know, that's what this show is about. Bob Iker is, is pro it's not probably the sole purpose, but he has a real big responsibility, a big, like, part in what Star Wars is right now. Say what you will about the sequel trilogy and, you know, everything else that's happened. You have might have grabs with Kathleen Kennedy. Without Bob Iker, we don't get Disney+. Plus. We don't get The Mandalorian. Um, it's very, I don't know if there's any chance that we get the season seven of Clone Wars. So there's a lot to be said of what Bob Iger has done for Star Wars, the brand. Um, cause like, you know, yeah, the fan, the fan base is divided. People love, love the new movies. Some people hate them. Um, the last Skywalker and the rise of Skywalker are very divisive movies. And yeah, he stumbled a little bit. Solo could should have moved it back to December, but kept it in, in as a summer release. So there, he. I'm not saying he's perfect, but, but Bob Iger has done so much for Star Wars. We don't get new Star Wars material like official, like canon stuff without Bob Iger buying Lucasfilm from George Lucas. We just we don't. Bottom line, we don't. We don't get new movies. We don't get new TV shows. We don't get new all these awesome new books without Bob Iger. We don't get uh, Galaxy's Edge, which I have yet to go go to by the way i'm gonna get there eventually just gotta find the time and the money to get out there but yeah none of this happens without bob Iger, and for what he's done for both both deep for for star wars and lucasfilm and of course marvel you can't argue that he, he's he, he's done so much for disney and i think um he's just something that um that's something that might get overlooked and some people might be happy like yeah fuck Bob Iger um, he, he ruined Star Wars for me hey at least we get new, we're get we getting new Star Wars say what you will you can say whatever you want about um, this new string of Star Wars stuff Star Wars is back it's it's on everybody's minds now it's in the conversation for things and we're getting new new Star Wars which I'm always happy about uh, yeah so guys go ahead and keep uh, go ahead and start, start firing questions out. If you want to talk, um, uh, give your opinions on the Clone Wars um, episode or this Bob Iger situation, go ahead and fire those questions at me. Uh, I'll try to get to them as I go back and forth. But yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about the Bob Iger situation is that he was planning on retiring anyway. He was going to go see his contract out to the end to, uh, it ends in 2021. So it wasn't no surprise that he was gonna be leaving the company. I'm just surprised that it, it like it, this happened like at the drop of that. I was like, oh, he's he he's stepping down as, as CEO, and and this new guy's gonna come come in. Um, as far as the future of Star Wars, I have no idea. I'm, no, I'm not familiar with this new CEO. I have no idea what direction he wants to go with the property with 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 Disney with Marvel Star Wars. I say just be like an overseer um you have people in place especially with with uh, project luminous and the high republic right now and with uh um filoni um uh, john favreau and their situation with mandalorian and clone wars the star wars is in a good place right now i think and just oversee them make sure they're not blowing your budget out of the water make sure they're you know saying the right things and and just oversee them and see what they're doing because if you put filoni and um and uh, wow, why do I keep blanking on his name? If you put Filoni and um, and Jan John Favreau in charge of the creative as creative heads of Lucasfilm, you're set. I think you're 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 set because Clone Wars is, is is back and everybody loves that. Everybody really loves the Mandalorian. So if you put those two in charge of the creative department of of Lucasfilm and just make sure, and especially of Star Wars, I think you're in a great position. So I say have a this new guy. What I can't, I already forgot his last name. 
his first name is Bob. So if he just has like a hands-off approach, like, hey, you guys do your thing, just oversee, make sure you guys aren't run, running ragged with with the budget. Because I think Star Wars is in a great place right now, and I think the way that Bob Iger has left the company, I think, is in good hands. So that that's my quick little um, thing about about Bob Bob Iger stepping in as CEO. Again, he's not fully like separated from the company just yet. He's going to be around until 2021. He's going to be overseen as chairman. Um, so he's not gone. He's just has less involvement in the company now than he's not he's not the chief executive officer anymore. So yeah, uh, let me see if there are any questions um, that I have here. Uh, let's see. Let me see how many people are in here. I, just for my own sake. Okay. Um, let's see, Danny. Danny's asking uh, what should be the first Star Wars book uh, you read. Um, so I have a top three I, w I can think of. But if you're going to start anywhere, so there's two two books I, I think you should pick up if you're thinking of getting into Star Wars canon books. One is Lost Stars. Two is Aftermath. Um, that aftermath trilogy is really good. The um, Life Dead is my favorite out of the trilogy, um, but you, you absolutely need to start with uh, the first aftermath book. But uh, so those are the two I would recommend to start out, get you into the canon books is aftermath and uh, Lost Stars. Lost Stars by Claudia Gray, I believe, is awesome. I I love telling stories from different points of view. So it, Lost Stars is told from uh, these two. It's a young reader novel, but it doesn't read like one at all. And I listen to all the ones on, on on Audible, but like, it's told from a point of to a point of view of two um two friend two uh, uh, friends that get go into the empire. One ends up going to the rebellion. One sticks with the empire, and and it's you you see like the original trilogy fold out in front of their eyes from their points of view, and it's awesome. I I love Lost Stars. It's my second favorite behind Bloodline. But like yeah, I, I definitely remember making Lost Stars and Aftermath. You get you you get to see more um, OT characters, Wedge Antilles, Leia, Han Solo, Chewbacca. All like a lot of the OT characters are in there, and you get you get a better look at what the galaxy is post Return of the Jedi. That's why I would read it because you you see how the government is forming. You get to see what Han Solo is up to, and I and you also get to see the birth of Ben Solo in in the, in the trilogy. Um, again, Life That is my favorite, but like at first, the first Aftermath book might be like, oh, I mean, I don't get it because he's because you 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 open up with like Wedge Antilles and he's hardly in the story. I'm 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 not gonna spoil anything for you, but like you you the most of the book is getting to know this new group of characters and their crew, and because they end up becoming Imperial hunters by the end of the book, and uh, it's it's it once you get past that, it's it's a really good read, and especially by the end of the trilogy, you've come so attached to this crew that it, it's it's great. So I would definitely pick up Lost Stars or Aftermath. That's where that's the two books I would start on. Um, let me uh, check any more of these. Let's see, Dimmy. Yeah, I already got that. Uh, Jocka the Hut. Thank you again, Jocka, for making me aware that this was not live. It was unlisted and it wasn't public. So thank you again for that. Um, does Damon have any weaknesses um, in the Schmodown that you think could lose him the belt? Okay, so really quick, guys. Um, I know a lot of you are movie trivia Schmodown fans. Um, try to kind of steer away from uh, smart on questions. I, I want this to be Star Wars focused. This is a Star Wars stream. If you if you if you want my my um, insights to the Schmodown and also my wife who is Demi who's in the chat right now. If you want our insights on on Schmodown, check out our podcast Beyond the Schmodown. 
Um, we talk. It's a weekly weekly podcast. Wow, I had a little stroke there. Um, it's a weekly podcast that comes out on Mondays, and you, we we deep dive into the matches. We talk about our opinions on on things. This last mat, this um, last episode of Beyond Spring, we talked about uh, Janine versus Ro- Riley and um, Cuckoo's Nest versus uh, the Real Rejects. Um, we talked about the drama involving the Finstock Exchange. So, um, to to short answer, yes, I do believe he has weaknesses. Um, and obviously I've studied, but for all I know, he might've tightened those up. So that's the longer I go without facing Damon, uh, the harder it's going to become to beat him. Cause again, he might be, um, focusing on his weaknesses and, and tightening those up. So yeah, short answer. Yes, he does have weaknesses, but again, uh, try to steer away from Shmodan questions guys. I want this to be a star Wars show. So, but, um, you can, you can add, you can ask star Wars Shmodan questions just try to have your if you're going to talk about Shimon, try to keep, take it back to um, to Star Wars, but which you technically did. So I'll, I will answer your question. So short answer, yes. That I'm not going to reveal those. Just I'm going to leave those to me. But looking back on his matches, there are um, he does have weaknesses, um, and um, and if you do. And if you want to do a little bit of research, go to Call the Action. Shout out to Call the Action. Um, I went on on one of their shows, and uh, and we discussed um, Damon's weaknesses and stuff. And again, take it with a grain of salt because he might have tightened this up. But yes, um, he does have weaknesses. Really, what I think if uh, when I get my shot at Damon, it's really gonna have to come down to the speed round, just because either one of us makes a stupid mistake or we just or one of us is just faster on buzzer. That's what it's really going to end up coming down to, to beat Damon. Um, just, just because he's such a formidable opponent. Um, let's see. Let's see. So there's a lot of you new, new in this chat. Well, before the stream started. So at the beginning of the chat, what I said was, um, uh, for, for this show, I want this to be a safe haven for, for Star Wars fans. I don't, if you voice your opinion in chat about a movie or a show that, some other that you and that uh, if you post uh, uh, your opinion on the movie and somebody else doesn't agree with it um be respectful that's the word i was looking for uh, this is a, this is a place to have respectful healthy conversations about star wars celebrate star wars celebrate why we love star wars don't attack each other in 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 this chat if i see that you are attacking each other and just being mean just to be toxic and just to be mean just to be one of those fans you're gonna get thrown out the airlock and you're not you're not gonna be allowed to comment so that's that's the one rule that i have here um uh, um just um uh just be respectful be and be polite and because everybody has a different view on uh, on star wars everybody has an entry point for star wars uh, healthy discussion is what what i'm here for we're celebrating star wars ongoing rogue since i addressed uh, those questions i'm gonna go on to our main topic um uh, of this stream and go ahead and start uh, keep, keep continuing to um fire those questions at me guys again tag make sure you tag videos by andrew in it so i can see it highlighted in here because i again i don't want to be like dividing my attention like are they talking to each other or but whatever and again also stream labs if you feel so generous generous wow um but yeah i'm gonna go ahead and jump into the main what is the main topic of this and the announcement of uh the high republic for the longest time it was it was under the code name of project luminous um, that, that got announced la- at the last Star Wars celebration. Hold on. And as far as we knew, like Project Lumis was just this collaboration of authors, and that's all we got we got out of it. So I was like, okay, that that sounds good, and, you know. And Claudia Gray was was mentioned in it, and um, 
and hey Shug, what's up? Good to see you, man. Um, but yeah, that's all we knew about it. It was a collaboration of, of Star Wars authors. And Claudia Gray was attached, and I'm like, yes, I'm all in. Um, whatever it is, I'm, I'm going to be excited for it. And you know, then you know, time went on, didn't hear too much about it, and then we started hearing rumblings about the High Republic, this new era three to 400 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. And I was like, that's awesome. It's a time frame where Yoda's around, but he's not the Yoda we know him as in the OT and the prequel trilogies. So, uh, and there's nothing to do with Skywalkers in the High Republic. It's brand this era where the Republic is flourishing and the Jedi are flourishing, and and that's where all really 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 heard about it. And then we're like, and there's rumors like, oh maybe it's a maybe this is Project Luminous. And last night it got announced that yep, Project Luminous was the High Republic, and they released this awesome video just and, and this like this looking at the um the the writer's room and what everybody's putting their two senses i think this is where we should go and they're revealing uh storylines and characters and 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 things and it's like yeah the the republic is flourishing but there's like a clear border of where the the republic is right now and they're started they're starting to branch out throughout the galaxy because it's like maybe it spans half the galaxy and there's this whole region of the galaxy it's like the wild west with pirates and smugglers and i'm like that's awesome so it seems to me that there's a lot. There's um. Uh, there, there, it seems to me that there's a lot of like um, different stories. So if you're a person that wants to see more smugglers and pirates and underground, you're gonna get stories like that in, in the High Republic. And if you're more of like I, I want to see the Jedi and when they're flourishing, you're definitely get get stories about that. Maybe we get a story with like the Sith because the Sith are still here. They're just you know in. The shadows and nobody really believes them or knows about them at this point so we can see the inner workings of the sith and see them being hidden away until sidious comes um comes into power um so i'm super excited about this because the potential for stories in the high republic is almost endless so because like there's like um jedi all over the galaxy and they're more they're they're more hands-off so to speak more than they're less of like our right, mandates and orders they're more of like all right wandering the galaxy and being like peacekeepers and like uh like problems will arise around the galaxy and, and it's up to them to sort of like hey calm everybody down and keep the peace and i, I that's like this is the kind of jedi that i've always wanted to see and like the quote they sort of like branched off this whole era of was oh we want all oh, for a thousand generations the jedi knights were guardians and peace um, throughout the the Republic for a thousand generations, so it's like this is at, this is the point where they're at the height of their powers. And the Republic is this is a, a, it's a period of like basically peace, and there's no real struggle. So now it's just you're following these these heroes throughout like small little adventures, and you have condensed little stories, which I'm all for because it, what the thing that I'm I want to see. I really want to see out of out of the High Republic and Project Illuminous is have create storylines and characters that we end up falling in love with in these comic books and novels and hopefully video games spin off into movies and TV shows and do it. And we can finally get the connectivity that we were promised when Disney bought Lucasfilm because Kathleen Kennedy, say what you will about her, she came out and said, "All right, so what we're doing with like uh, with." with Everything is everything's gonna count now. Books, comic books, video games, the movies, TV shows, everything counts now. Um, up to this point, so the old stuff, the extended universe, we're calling that legends now. You're, we're still, you're, you're, they're still, still available. I know a lot of people are, you know, attached to those stories. Those are still there, but they're legends now. So and and for all and they 
for one of the things that they've done pretty well is they've cherry picked like little elements out of legends and put and injected them into canon thrawn has been put into it um I'm blanking the other ones. There's a couple other small things that they've taken out of Legends and injected it into to canon pretty well. But what I'm hoping with uh, the High Republic and all these new stories is that we get these characters that it's sort of like testing ground. We get attached to these characters, and it's all right. Now we're going to take this character and adapt him for for a TV show, a miniseries, or something, or we adapt him for the big screen. This is something that I want because now it's almost a guarantee that it has to tie into everything else. Because for whatever reason, the saga films are just afraid to tie into canon. I have no idea why Lucasfilm and Kathleen were so afraid. Oh, it's too inside baseball. No. The, the, um, Mandalorian is proof of this that it's not too inside baseball. There are so many references to Clone Wars and Rebels, especially with how how Mandalorian ended. I freaked out at the end. I'm not again. I'm not trying to spoil anything for somebody that hasn't seen Mandalorian because people in Europe haven't gotten it yet. Um, at the very end of the Mandalorian season one, I freaked out because this one thing that 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 has appeared in canon shows up. I'm like, oh my god, that is awesome. Why can't the movies do this? The closest we've gotten to to this with with, can, with the movies bleeding into canon is solo solo did it pretty well with with darth maul and and, and all these other things that you, you get references to with them um, all forms of canon they did it pretty well and i don't know i don't know why the sagamons were afraid to do this because it's a guaranteed audience because my wife in in the chat Demi, is is a prime example of that we're watching mandalorian there's references all over the place to uh to rebels and clone wars and other things in, in the canon and right over their head i'm like oh that's awesome and she she didn't know about it and she still enjoyed watching the mandalorian so um this is uh, if they do it right and they spin off characters from novels and comic books into tv shows and movies and you do it that way i could foresee this being the f finally getting that connectivity that we were promised from the beginning and because the MCU sort of did it with the Netflix series and and the um, Asians of Shield, but not totally successful because they had to like, kind of tiptoe around certain things. And like, and the unique thing about Star Wars is you have all these stories, all these great stories in the comics and novels, and even in the video games with Fallen Jedi Fallen Order. I, uh, even though I only played it through once, the story was great. And I, wa I want that connectivity to bleed into other forms and mediums. So I want one of the greatest things about the Star Wars novels, if you get into them, you'll be reading one novel, you finish it, you pick up another, and like, oh, I know that character. They showed up in, in this book. And it's such it's a, a great reward as a canon junkie to see that show up in other mediums or in video games or, or things like that. And to see that happen on the big screen would be awesome. And it's just something that I think they're afraid of. And I really hope they gain the confidence through Project Luminous and, and, and through this. That I think I really hope they gain the confidence to do that and just take that final step. Because I don't think it will hurt um, the mass audience. And it will be rewarding for canon junkies like me and, and like diehard Star Wars fans that have been, been fans of it from the beginning. I think that would be great for us. Um, so... Let me see. Let me go ahead and see and check if there's any um, any questions um, that we have here. Movie Fenobi. Let's see. Luminous has potential, but similar to to what uh, Christian uh, mentioned uh, mentioned that so so much of it comes down to execution. Um, this is the issue with too too many too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, I agree with that, but. Um, 
I think, I think the difference is for me at least. From again, I, I'm not in. Christian has uh, has friends and uh, and he has a different perspective um, on this for me. Star Wars, Christian, uh, huge. I respect Christian to death. I've followed him for years, but he he's one of these people that's like, yeah, I, I would be happy if there was never another Star Wars movie ever. I could not disagree more with him on this. Star Wars to me has always been a spectacle property, and that it's always been movies, and it's, especially to the general public, because for for fans like us, it's like we're stuck in the Star Wars, but we know everything that's going on about Star Wars all all the time every day and, and like we're constantly looking for that little piece of of things to, to latch onto rumors or whatever um my family just like oh there's a new star wars movie come out oh cool and like they don't know about mandalorian they don't know about clone wars so um i think if you don't have a star wars movie out there at least one every like two years the general public's like well star wars is dead the, I, I, it, was, it was well. Those, those movies are cool, but you know, and then they're just gonna forget about it. I think you need to have a Star Wars movie, at least one every two years, to satisfy the general public's like knowledge. Just get them aware that hey, there's there's all these properties, and, uh, and I think the opportunity with uh, Luminous and and, uh, and and the High Republic is. If you do release a movie that spins off from these stories, and they're like, "Oh man, this this character was so great," and then you're maybe you're watching it with a, um, a uh, somebody that's not really into it, and and they're like, "Oh, this is, that was a really cool movie. That's awesome." And then you're like, "Hey, there's this whole other books about this about this character, and there's whole other TV shows about this character that you can go watch." And then they'll bring them in. Maybe they become a hardcore Star Wars fan. So I think that's the opportunity that, that Luminous has um, uh, with this. And I and I do agree, uh, Movie Fenobi, that it is execution. Um, but from what I'm seeing and who's involved in this, and just watching that video and just seeing, it's more of a collaborative effort now because you have pe you have people like um, uh, Pablo Hidalgo in the room, uh, Claudia Gray, and all these other great authors that have contributed to the Star Wars canon. And they're not like. They're not like, oh, I think they should do this. I think they should do this. I want it to be this. It's all like, hey, what do you think would be a cool story to, story to tell? And they all just throw things at the wall. And they're like, that seems, seems like a good idea. That seems like a good idea. And they divvy it up. And they and it's a collaborative thing. They've, they've said it several times. This is a collaborative effort. This isn't... Um, this isn't Kathleen Kennedy saying, all right, you get a movie. You get a movie. You get a book. You get a book. And just not... Um, just not listening to each other and trying to tell a cozy story. That's something that, even with the novels now, um, that's something that's been done very well. Because like I said before, um, let's see, um, what's her name? Um, Ray Lone is a perfect example of this. She shows up in um, several different novels, and, she, and when you lump all those books together, her character arc is a great story. And that's and that's just a collaborative effort within the story group and the writers saying, hey, I want to borrow this character. Is it already, it's like, where where, where were they at the end of this story? I want to add to her to that story. And she, Ray Sloan is a prime example of this. She shows up in, God, that cat, that, um, um, something Dawn. Somebody in chat remind me, it's with, uh, um, when, uh, Hera and uh, Kanan first meet, and I think I think no, that's not her first appearance. But Ray Sloan shows up in that. I think that's maybe the first time she shows up in. Uh, but then she shows up again in the Aftermath trilogy, and just to see her character arc between those two novels, it, it's it's awesome. And so I think something that the novels and the comic books have been doing very well is communicating with each other, and um, executing these stories. For, uh, from my experience, very well, and that's something that I don't think the movies did did all that well either i mean 
I, I, I really enjoyed this this uh, sequel trilogy. I really enjoyed the story that was told. I love Ray's arc, and she's my favorite character out of the sequel trilogy. But my biggest gripe was that there was no start. There, Kathleen Kennedy didn't sit down with these directors and the writers and saying, all right, this is where it's starting. This is where we need to go. You can tell your story within here. You can tweak it here and there. But ultimately, you got to know this is the ultimate destination. There's no point from from what I understand there's no point Kathleen Kennedy sat down and said, this is where we're going. This is where it needs to end. And she's just like, all right, JJ started it. Ryan, you get this trilogy. Do whatever the hell you want with it. Okay, that sounds cool. Go ahead and do that. Um, it's just, it, I think um, that that's, that's, that's something that movies didn't do very well. And I, I have all the faith in the authors involved with The High Republic and Project Luminous that they will crank out some awesome stories that, that go well together. Um, so, and... So, um, movie for nobody. I know, I know the, the concern is that, yeah, it, it always does boil down to execution because that's something that, um, you know, prequels are a prime example of this. That if you look deeper into those stories, the story of Palpatine in the shadows pulling the strings and his rise to power as the Emperor is a great story. It's just it wasn't executed all that well. Um, so yeah, I might be eating my own words. Words once the once the high Republic starts, starts to get going, and maybe there are a couple of ducks in in, in there. But um, I have faith in this in this group that they've put together um, for, for to tell these stories. So I'm excited for it, and I have faith that um, that will happen. And Christian has also said this as much um, with all these great storytellers. Uh, they still have this thing with all of their book writers. They only write the novels and, you know, let's leave them there. Give Claudia Gray a movie. Let her pen a, a screenplay. And I think she gets, absolutely gets what Star Wars needs to be and how to tell a awesome Star Wars story. Every single Claudia Gray novel that I listen to on Audible, I don't read them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have an actual physical copy of these books. But, like, every novel that Claudia Gray has written that I've experienced is awesome she is a fantastic storyteller especially for star wars give her a movie already have have dave filoni direct it have filoni direct it. have have claudia gray write the script and have dave filoni direct that please give me that movie that would be awesome i, I, I every every book that claudia gray has written is awesome let's see um Demi, 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 why are you asking me questions? You can just walk in this room and ask me. Um, has Sam Witwer done a voice work for any of the audiobooks? To my knowledge, I don't believe so. He would be awesome. Um, he, I, I, I absolutely think he, he should, because if you haven't listened to any of these novels on Audible, um, Danny, I know you want to try to catch up on these novels. Get an audio, Audible subscription. You can get a free 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com forward slash videos by Andrew. Get a, uh, a free audiobook on me. Um, <laughs> and you can start off that way. You, that's an easy way to just crank these books out to catch up to, to get to the High Republic. Um, but yeah, I would love to to um, do, to hear an audiobook read by Sam Ware. I could be wrong. He might do audiobook work. But I, for, as, as, as far as I know, uh, as far as the canon books go, I haven't heard. I, I don't know if he's done one. But um, let's see. Let me see how many people here. 14 people in here with 14 likes. Thank you, everybody, for liking the video. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, please subscribe. Um, you can get the Beyond the Schmodown podcast. Um, you can get this show. Again, this is live. This The show will be going live on Tuesdays and be going on re-air on, re, re on Thursdays. So if you don't tune in live, you got to wait till Thursday to hear it. And also be going in audio form on the Beyond the Schmodown uh, podcast feed. So if you're an audio listener, you can do it that way. But thank you so much for everybody for joining me and giving me those likes. Um, 
But yeah, um, what, as, uh, while I'm on the topic of um, audiobooks, um, I, I've said it before that um, Mark Thompson is my favorite audio uh, audio narrator out of all the Star Wars when he has so many voices and talent is drawn as spot on. Um, and if you haven't listened to the books, they put sound effects and music into it. It's like a whole production. But one I think um, that nobody was talking about when it came out was uh, Infernal Squadron, the novel, the, no the novel leading into Battlefront Two video game. Uh, Janina Gavankar did the audio for that, and she is so good. I want another Inferno Squadron book or some some kind of story with Iden Versio in novel form, so she can come back and narrate narrate it. She did such an amazing job with it. I, if she, um, if she was to do a, another audiobook, I'd be all on board for that. And, and um, I really want to see Iden Versio show up again in in uh, another story, in, in either a novel or. I almost can guarantee she'll show up in the Mandalorian. It, the time, the timeline is perfect. She's part of the New Republic at this point. She can run into the Mandalorian at some point, and Janina Gavankar is so excited to play this character. And I would love to. Janina, um, Iden Versio is is uh, a character that I think more people need to be aware of. Um, if she can get her own miniseries, like Inferno Squadron miniseries, I'd be all about that. Um, but just get her in live action because I, I think Jeannie uh, Gavankar would be so down to do it. When she does her she's so excited to talk about this character and her experience with, with, with Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, get her in there. I can, and and uh, if she's in season two, I'll, I will, I'll be so down for, for that episode because she's so good as this character and she narrated the novel so well. Um, but, yeah, if, you, if you're not familiar with the item character pick up that novel and also you, you can watch the cutscenes on youtube for battlefront 2 the, the the story mode i would actually absolutely recommend doing that because the that that character is is awesome it's such a great character uh, let's see any more if we have any more questions please please guys uh, please please uh, keep firing um those questions at me um uh, i'm gonna be on online for another 15 minutes so just uh, um please fire those questions to me make sure you tag it in videos by andrew um, Danny asks again, uh, thoughts on season two of The Mandalorian, and are are you and Demi getting uh, getting your daughter <laughs> uh, the the child uh, Halloween costume? That is an awesome idea. Oh my god! And thank you for calling calling it the child and not Baby Yoda because I you know I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence. Like, oh, Baby Yoda's not its name. It refers to it as the child, but. If if my wife is down, I would love to put um, put her in in a, a child costume. That would be really really cool. Unless she's um, baby Ray, I would love to do that too. I would love to do another because years 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 ago in our college days, um, uh, we did a, we both did a couple of Star Wars costumes. She was um, uh, Hut Slayer Leia. I have to use the correct term now. It's not Slave Leia anymore. It's Hut Slayer Leia, and I was a Jedi. Um, we did that long ago. I want to revisit another like family Star Wars costume. So that's a great idea. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe Baby Ray. <laughs> I would love, love, love to do that, but that would be great. But uh, thoughts on season two of The Mandalorian? Uh, I'm guessing like general thoughts. Um, but yeah, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Excuse me. Excuse me. But I don't want to spoil it because again, uh, our friends in the U uh, in Europe haven't gotten it yet because some stupid laws. I, I don't know the full story about that. But like, um, uh. I think because I, I think we're gonna get a lot more. Um, we're gonna obviously get more um, backstory on on the Mandalorian culture and seeing. We're gonna get backstory on the Mandalorian himself. We might get a name reveal 
for the man for Mando, because uh, all I've been calling him is either the Mandalorian or Mando. Hey, Mando! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think we might get a name name reveal. Um, the guy that plays the the Moff, I already forgot his name. I already forgot the actor's name. Um, but he dropped uh, a little piece of, of like almost spoilery that there's going to be certain types of fights in this next season, and a lot of them. Um, so whatever that says about um, who's going to be in it, but um, I would so obviously I want to see Gene Boncar in, in it. Um, I would if I was a betting man, I'd bet like bet on seeing Boba Fett show up. I would just finally squash that rumor because if you read the novels, his his armor shows up on Tatooine. He got out of the Sarlacc pit. I would love to see Boba Fett show up and finally squash that, like, just these rumors, these, like, little whispers of, like, oh, maybe Boba Fett's still alive. He got out of the Sarlacc pit. I want a confirmation that Boba Fett is alive um, and have and uh, have Daniel Logan come back and play him. I, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Um, obviously, we need to see um, see more Mandalorians come back because of certain things that happened about that. So um, I don't like to speculate um, anymore. I, I feel that it stilts my um, my expectations. It kind of and, and, and kind of like sours my experience because I went to Rise of Skywalker, um, being like, all right, I would like to see this happen. If this happens, I'll be fine. But don't like to speculate too much on this channel anymore, just because you know speculation is fun. I'll give my theories, but I don't want to time my whole experience. So like, I want this to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm gonna hate this series. So um, I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see it. I just I just I want it to come faster. Um, but yeah, um, I'm totally excited for for Mandalorian season two. Um, can't wait to see what what comes. Haskell, let's see what Haskell has to say. Check your career. Um, just created a uh, <laughs> Rogue, Rogue One promo video. Nice. Um, he made. Uh, oh yeah, you're talking about what I did uh, for. Yeah, that. So, so what I did for SCN. Um, sorry, I, saw, I, I, I didn't read the entire, entire um, um, comment. But um, what I did was uh, I, I donated for a Schmobot on SCN, and I did a uh, a uh, I asked for. Uh, um, Harloff to do his Al Pacino and for Roka to do his outlaw persona and have them have them promote the show and it was just oh, pure gold. It's everything I always wanted. Go ahead and check my Twitter out for that or go watch SCN. I can't remember at what point. I think I did it at like the hour and fifteen minute mark. Um, they're talking about um, I believe they're talking about hunters and right I'm like oh this is a perfect time because I, I need to be an Al Pacino so that's when I did it so it's around the hour 15 mark for SCN but you can also just go to my Twitter um, to check out the video and it's just it's great um, oh you want me to help somebody Justin um, yeah I'll, I'll take a look at that um, let's see oh what's up Skitza good to see you man Let's see, Suge Knight. Let's see what he wants. Wanted to say, uh, will we see a, a young uh, Luke in the Mandalorian season two? So, as far as I'm thinking, young Luke. I think younger than what he is in the Last Jedi and in the Force Awakens. I think that's what you mean by young Luke. So, because it does happen after Return of the Jedi. So, um, I wouldn't hate it, but I think a lot of what people like about the Mandalorian is that it has n doesn't really have a lot to do with the Skywalkers. It has almost nothing to do with the Skywalkers. The only uh, like attachment it has to it is it happens in the same time frame as the Skywalker saga. So I wouldn't hate seeing Luke, um, but I don't want to see 
you know, Mark Hamill come in and have them de-aging because another thing, because they've said it all on SCN, they said it, that, you know, the de-aging, it, it's there, the technology is there, it's just you can't de-age movement. So if you want to see Luke be swinging a lightsaber and, like, walking, you can tell that it's his age and it's like, I don't want, if I'm going to see young Luke, I want to see it maybe in, like, an almost like a semi-animated series, like a photorealistic animated series. And um, this is my pitch for like a, like a maybe like a four to five episode miniseries of post Return of the Jedi Luke Skywalker and Leia and their training session, and then they have and this and they all go off on an adventure that's basically that's sort of like Leia's trials. I would love to see that, and just I think that's the only capacity I would like to see a, a younger Luke Skywalker post Return of the Jedi, because um. It's just, it's just because Mark Hamill. I don't know how how much more Mark Hamill wants to do the character. I mean, he he, he loves the character. He's one of these these um, actors that gives his all to the fandom. And uh, one of my favorite like panels at I believe it was um, Celebration uh, London. I believe it was that uh, it was it was Mark it was Mark Hamill on stage for an hour just telling stories. I can listen to that man talk stories for hours. And that was one of my favorite panels. Um, and that's the kind of dedication he has to the fandom. I just don't see him coming back again um, to do Luke Skywalker. I, I could be wrong. He might want to do this version of Luke Skywalker. So that's something. Um, I, if he does show up in The Mandalorian Season 2, I wouldn't hate it. It's just I, I, I would be worrisome about the fan backlash. It's like, why why do we have to have Luke Skywalker in this? There's nothing to do with Skywalkers, blah, 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 blah. So... If he does show up, I wouldn't hate it, but I, I say keep him out of it for now at least. Um, let me see if I have any more questions. Da, da, da. Yeah, Haskell, the video was too... I don't know why he's having trouble w with that because um, I clipped it out myself. I downloaded the actual video and then I clipped it out in Premiere and then I post... It might be... Because I po I, I, my video is 720 and it's not 1080. That might have something to do with it. I could be wrong. I'm terrible at Twitter, but try that. Um, so that's how I was able to get the full clip of it. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to be on for another maybe uh, 45, not 40, wow, another five minutes. So go ahead and, and uh, keep sending your your, um, your questions, guys. But uh, I think this is a successful stream. We had up to four, yeah, 14, 17 people at, at some point. I'm watching the stream. It's much better than <laughs> than last week. For Last week we only had like four people in here. And uh, it, it was just... Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of like bummed that um, I didn't get anything because the week before I had a, a lot more than that. So it's a learning curve. Um, I'm not gonna make them sick of the link private anymore. Thank you again to um, who was it that said that? Um, to um, Jack of the Hut. Thank you again, Jack of the Hut. Thank you again for making me aware that the link wasn't live. Um, but yeah, again, I'm gonna be on for another four to five minutes, guys. So go ahead and get your questions in. Um, but yeah, it's just. This is a great, good episode, guys. I, I, I'm glad that you guys are here to talk Star Wars with me, and uh, I hope, and hopefully, I get more more people in it. Spread the word about the show if you haven't already. Give the the video a like, subscribe to the channel, um, check out our Patreon pages. Um, for just for a dollar a month, you get exclusive content from me and, and my wife Demi. Um, um, we're planning a couple new things with with the Patreon. I'm going to see. I'm, I might hit up uh, Mariano, John Mariano, again to just get another discussion about as far as where we need to take the Patreon. But um, yeah, exciting new things that are happening. Um, uh, we're going to be talking uh, 
more Schmodown, I'll be on the Schmodown. Um, and as stuff drops with Star Wars. So again, if you if you weren't here when I made when I announced this, uh, if you want to tune into this show live on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you have to show up live. If, if you want to watch it on the rewatch, you're gonna have to wait till Thursday. So it'll drop on the channel on Thursday for the rewatch, rewatch, and it'll also be dropping in audio form on the Beyond the Schmodown podcast feed. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, let's see, uh, Suge Knight again. Uh, are you going to win the belt? <laughs> also. Um, Thoughts on, on Sean Sullivan's um, comments. So I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil Sean Sullivan's match just yet because again, only patrons have gotten it so far, and and you know uh, the general public doesn't get it just yet. So um, as far as belt, of course I'm going to win that belt. If I if I doubt myself that I'm going to win that belt, I might as well not be going after it. It's going to be tough. I'm not going to lie. It will be tough to take down Damon, but I have all the confidence in myself and the people behind me the support that I have, especially with my wife and my fashion, that I I have just as, I have probably, I would say uh, I'm biased, I have the best shot at taking that belt from Damon. And those are my thoughts. And, um, and you know, excited to do it. I'm itching, I'm just itching to get back in there because I haven't heard from Christian when my next match will be, but doing a whole lot of studying, I'm, all I'm doing is preparing for Damon. But as far as Sean, Sean Sullivan's comments, I'm not gonna try to spoil exactly what he said, but he did have some comments that made me go, okay, all right. And um, no, no, no shade at Sean, um, uh, he's, I, I talked to him at the, um, at the draft and we talked to each other online. He, Sean's a cool dude. Um, he, he's, gr he's a great, great person. Um, and him and, him and his girl are, are great. I sat and talked from Star Wars. It's he's great personality, great dude, um, and all. The, I, I, I'm full. I know. I'm almost positive, 100 percent, that what he said was complete character work, and it's part of the show. You know, it's his persona for um, for for the Shimona. But um, even though I know that, I still kind of take that personal, and I'm still like, okay. And when comments are made like that, it like I already have this chip on my shoulder. And when comments like that, either it, when Roxas says them or um, you know, other competitors say stuff like 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 that, it gets me angry and not in a good way for the for other competitors. It's much like my faction mate Dan. If you watched him in a live event when um uh, who was it uh, Bibbs did that challenge, he got mad, and that's a bad thing for his opponents. And I'm pretty much the same way. Any competition that I've been in, whether it was cross country, track, taekwondo matches, when people rubbed me the wrong way and made me angry, that was bad for them. And it's the same way with the Shmodown. So uh, that's something I would caution other competitors. If you're going to throw shade, it just it's just going to make it tougher for you to beat me. So that's all I say, say about that. Um, Skitty, um, when are you winning that belt? Will you wear, wear it every day? I will sleep with the belt when I win it. I don't know when my next match is. I um, I don't. I really hope it's not not until um, celebration. That's a long ass time. So, but I don't know. I don't know when, but it's going to happen eventually. And I will sleep with that thing when I win it. Um, let's see. Let's see, Justin. What are your thoughts on the uh, Darth Maul uh, Mulligan series uh, when the, the Sith destroyed the Jedi Temple? Just uh, straight up. Uh, Crushing their, their their ship into into it, crashing their ship into it. Old Republic, uh, obviously. Um, God, I ha I have not touched Old Republic stuff in a long ass time. Uh, Dr. Malagos. Um, let's see. Um, that's a Legends thing. 
I believe. Um, that name just doesn't like resonate with me. Um, I have not touched Old Republic stuff in a long, long time. Um, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, I I remember what that is now. That's that that was the trailer for for the, for the Old Republic um, uh, uh, online RPG. If I, if I'm not not mistaken, that shit is awesome, and I wish more film like creative heads like that would be involved in animation and filmmaking because that is some of the sickest shit that I've seen in Star Wars. That's like the Old Republic. I wish they would just adapt it already and make it canon because the um, the first Old Republic video game with Darth Revan, that is one of the biggest twists I've, that can rival uh, Darth, Darth Vader being Luke's father. I've said it multiple times. That's one of the best Star Wars stories ever. Um, but yeah, that, I believe what you're talking about is that trailer with the Old Republic thing. That, that 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 was awesome. I, I that's why I want to see stuff like that with the High Republic and stuff. That's like, well, well that's that's awful that we'll see that because the Sith won't be around. But I want them to go back so far where we have armies of Jedi and armies of Sith just going at each, going at each other. I want to see stuff like that, like you just mentioned. That it's so cool and it makes for some great lightsaber fights. So yes, uh, that, that that's that's one of my, my that's an awesome thing. Uh, the Shmoway. Uh... What aspect of Star Wars do you like the most? And uh, the fantasy aspect or the sci-fi aspect of, of it all? Uh, so um, I like the fantasy aspect. I like that it does. It is technically sci-fi, but they don't go as far as to explain technology, and it's just there. You know what I mean? Because like holograms are a thing, hyperspace is a thing. They never like, oh well, the science of the hyperspace is it was discovered in this this time era and blah 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 blah. You can get deep into that with like like um, other canon things and like research wise, but what I, uh, the fantasy elements ex is is what I love about it. The, uh, from me and my my buddy have argued about this when the men the midichlorians when it was like sort of an explanation is Lucas trying to explain the force with the man the midichlorians I almost said Mandalorians with the midichlorians I hate midichlorians I hate um, putting a stamp on the force and saying this is exactly what the force is. Um, I like the fact that it's mystical. You can't really explain what it is, and it's just this mystical force that people really don't have a grasp on. They un they have an understanding of it, and every faction of the galaxy um, um, talks about it differently. The Jedi call it the Force. There's this section of the uh, of of the galaxy called Ashla. There's another section that calls it the the Tide, and they all have different ways of approaching that aspect of the fantasy element of it. Is what I enjoy about Star Wars. When it gets more to like um like the X wings and you know, um like military aspect of it, that's when I I, I like more of the sci-fi aspect of it. Um, because you know, because it's not so much like mystical space wizards. It's um technical skill and pirate um piloting ships and gunfights that so it's I, I love all aspects of star wars but when it gets to like you know the the war it's war lore that's ken nasty put the war part of it i like the sci-fi element with the lore part of it i like the fantasy element of it so um yeah so if you guys have no more questions i think i got all of them if you have no more questions for me i think i'm, I'm i already ran a little bit late um uh, but i'm gonna end the stream there um, so I want to thank you all again so much for joining me on this episode of Going Rogue. This is a 
successful stream in my eyes um, as opposed to last week. Thank you so much. Spread the word if you haven't, you know, spread this to people that love Star Wars. I want to get more people that love Star Wars in here talking with me and talking to you about Star Wars because we're all fans. You love, hate, whatever you want about it. We all love Star Wars. We all experience and like to celebrate Star Wars. And I, that's what I want the show to be every week, talking to you guys and celebrating Star Wars. So, um if you have no other, so I'm going to go ahead and end the stream, stream there. Again, if you, um, if you haven't subscribed to the channel just yet, hit the subscribe button, like this video, share, um, subscribe to me, uh, follow us on Beyond the Schmodown podcast, wherever podcasts are found, found. And if you haven't already, go ahead and check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash video, forward slash Andrews, Andrew and Nikki. And, um, and I will go ahead and end that. So thank you again so much for joining me on this episode of Going Rogue. And may the force be with you. Always. Oh,